Hello and welcome to another November 25th, this time Saturday night edition of the Locked on Blazers podcast. I am your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer at many places, namely LeBronWire.com, and also your host here of the Locked on Blazers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Welcome back to the show. Perhaps you heard, maybe you didn't, maybe you were at the Civil War, but Nonetheless, the Blazers probably with their most exciting win of the season in comeback fashion, coming back from 17 down in the fourth quarter to defeat the Washington Wizards 108-105 in D.C. They avoid what would have been uh, not a great loss, in my opinion, to the John Wallace Wizards. The Wizards were favored in this game, it should be said, uh, so you don't have to take my opinion as the, as the gospel here, but I, w- I did think that they should have won this game. I think they're better than the Wizards without John Wall. I think, again, this is the sim- same type of thing that I talked about with the Brooklyn game, which is that I wouldn't consider Brooklyn stealing a win, and I wouldn't. This one, though, 17 points down in the fourth quarter and avoiding a super embarrassing loss to never have to hear about it again is a steal. And the Blazers get that tonight, 108-105, over the Washington Wizards, and everybody played a big part in this win down the stretch from Damian Lillard to everyone in the starting five, it should be said, from Damian Lillard to C.J. McCollum, Nurk, Vonley, Pat Connaughton, all of them with major contributions in this game for the Trailblazers to help them win this game and major contributions down the stretch. The two guys that I think we should highlight, though, in the last few minutes for me were Yusuf Nurkic and C.J. McCollum. Damian Lillard was good throughout the game, but Lillard, or excuse me, McCollum and Nurkic both really turned up their level of play in the fourth quarter, and I think that's really what put the Blazers over the edge to get Dame some help tonight, and and they did that, and they they moved now to 12-8 and on the season. They're a half game back of San Antonio for third in the Western Conference, and it was a really, really impressive win. Well, not impressive, just exciting. It was fun. It was fun to watch this team come back the way they did. It was fun to see them answer the call and really come together in a moment of real adversity there, down by 17 in the fourth quarter, and and gut it out with some stops, make some big plays, and, and Nurk and CJ really down the stretch did all the big, the biggest plays at the end of the game, and uh, really deserve credit for that. CJ on the offensive end, and 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 Nurkic really on the defensive end. He also had some offensive plays, but really defensively, I think is where he really, really kicked things into gear for the Blazers. They were down by 17 with 8:14 left in the game, and then McCollum with a layup in the lane, followed by a block by. Nurk and and then that kind of got the run going and slowly but surely the Blazers started to chip away and chip away and down the stretch in the last minute they get it down to three after Nurkic gets draws a flagrant foul from Markeith Morris which anybody who knows the Morris brothers knows that that's not a surprise I think I, I had a joke on Twitter that their middle name for both Morris twins is extra and they lived up to that name tonight. Markeith Morris with just an idiot foul on Nurkic in the last minute to get the Blazers from down seven to within 
And then in the and then on the next possession, CJ McCollum, or on that same possession, excuse me, CJ McCollum hits a three and starts his own personal 7-0 run to win this game. Uh, Nurkic with the free throw, McCollum with the three, then he hit another layup on the next possession, and in the middle of this, on the defensive end, it has to be said, again, Nurkic's defense really, really made a huge difference for the Blazers down the stretch. It started with CJ and Nurk, and it ended with CJ and Nurk, well, it actually technically ended with Pat Connaughton free throws, but... Those two guys really sparked the rally, and those guys pushed the rally across the threshold, so to speak, down the stretch of this game. Nurk's defense, contesting shots around the rim, that is why you live with him taking 16-foot jumpers. That's why you give him post-touches. That's why you do that, because that's the type of stuff he can do defensively, is dominate the game on that end, and he did that down the stretch. And the Blazers, as a team, played great defense, but... Nurkic around the rim when the Wizards wanted to get a, a, a high percentage look driving to the basket. Nurkic was there to meet them and made big plays down the stretch. CJ with the biggest shot of the game, a fadeaway jumper with 21 seconds left. The Blazers got a stop, which they got a lot of in the fourth quarter. And Terry Stotts goes no timeout. By the way, happy birthday to Terry Stotts. They get the win on Terry Stotts' 60th birthday. But they go no timeout. Stotts elects to go free-flowing, which is total Stotts. Stotts believes in the flow, believes in, in movement. And Lillard brought the ball up. Nurkic kind of created a little post position on Gortat, got the ball around the elbow area, and then realizing that McCollum had the hot hand, hit the three, hit the layup on the last possession before, Nurkic, rather than what he's done sometimes, is you know take that moment upon himself and feel the need to make the play at the end and drive to the basket and create a post-up post up shot out of that, Nurkic realizes the moment, realizes that his teammate has it going, waits a couple of beats, Dane clears, CJ comes across from the other side for the dribble handoff, Nurkic finds him, and then CJ dribbles, does the little shimmy, and hits the fadeaway that we've seen him hit countless times before, and the Blazers run away with the win. They had an, a couple other stops down the stretch, the Nurkic deflected a ball that Pat Connaughton grabbed, and Connaughton was big down the stretch as well. Not just the free throws at the end, but he, he played really well throughout the game. And Connaughton with the two free throws to put the Blazers up 108-105. And on Washington's last possession, Bradley Beal got a shot at a three and airballed it. And, and the Blazers escape with a win that they... I thought they should have had on paper. Uh, the odds makers had Washington actually as the favorite tonight by about three and a half, four points. But the Blazers, I thought, needed to have this game. John Wall was not on the court for Washington. It is a road game. It was the second of a back-to-back, -back, but this Blazers team is very young. They don't have the uh, you know older legs like, say, the Cavaliers, who I uh, write about frequently. You know, they don't have that excuse to fall back on on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. The Blazers showed their youth. They played really hard, but they showed their youth and their energy in a good way, and they they, they kept they kept fighting away. You know, this was not it, – it, it took place over eight minutes. You know, this was not just the Blazers got hot from three and the, the Wizards didn't know what to do. This was a complete effort down the stretch of this game. They got stops. They played good offense. They shared the ball. Everything that you would want 
it took them till that point in the game to really find it, but they found it eventually. And uh, I wouldn't say most impressive win, but definitely the most exciting win of the season for the Trailblazers. CJ McCollum with the big shot. Damian Lillard with the big game. Lillard led the Blazers with 29 points, 6 assists, and 6 rebounds. CJ with 26, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. And Nurkic had 17 points for the Blazers as well. Noah Vonley led the Blazers on the glass with 10 boards to go with 8 points. And Pat Connaughton played 37 minutes, which... I haven't looked it up on Basketball Reference, but I'm just going to go ahead and guess that that's a season, or at least a, that's definitely a season high, maybe not a career high, since he did play a lot when the Blazers were resting guys after they made the the playoffs last year. And, I mean, I got to say, this was an impressive game. Portland's bench, outside of Ed Davis, really didn't have a lot going tonight. Terry Stotts went with Jake Lehman, get, gave him some run again, and, and Shabazz Napier didn't have quite as good of a game as he was ha- as he has been having lately and the Blazers didn't you know just dominate with him out there he he couldn't get some of his shots to go he was 0 for 4 and Stotts rode the starting lineup which had played well for you know most of, some of the game there most of the game and 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 rode that lineup and I think it was a, really a fun win and all five guys that were out there for the Blazers contributed Connaughton, Vonley, Nurkic, CJ Dame all those guys that were out there in the final three, four minutes of the game, they really uh, deserve credit, every single one of those guys, because all those guys made important plays down the stretch to seal the game. Uh, and, and like I said, Nurk, Nurk and CJ, those guys really, uh, really delivered down the stretch to make that happen. After the game, all the players signed the game ball and gave it to Terry Stotts. That was from uh, Casey Holdall down in DC and a very cool night for the Blazers to get that victory their second straight victory now uh, on this road trip and hey the things are looking up they're 12 and 8 right now they're a half game behind the San Antonio Spurs for third in the west and their defense is looking good and <laughs> down the stretch of this game uh you know they they made it work on offense you know they they needed Markeith Morris to uh, you know, have that foul, but it, it worked, and 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 the Blazers get a win that I think they needed they needed to have because you're not going to get many chances like the Wizards without John Wall. The Wizards managed pretty well. Otto Porter dominated the Blazers for most of the game, but whether it was something that the Blazers did or something that the Wizards just kind of forgot about trying to play through Brad Beal, especially down the stretch, they went away from Otto Porter. And they, they played a lot through Morris and and Beal especially. And and it seemed like they just kind of went away from Porter, who had 24 points and 10 rebounds, 9 of 15 shooting, was really cooking the Blazers all night. And, you know, for whatever reason, the Wizards didn't go to him down the stretch or he didn't look for the ball. Whatever, whatever the case may be, it didn't happen for Washington. And that was a big help for the Blazers that the guy that had been dominating them all game long didn't really get any shots down the stretch of this game. So, you know, credit to, you know, the Blazers defense there for fighting and 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 again, this was not this was a complete effort from the Trail Blazers. It was on both ends. And so far this season when they've won, it's kind of been like that. You know, they've had some grinded out games where they've played really well defensively and not so great offensively, and this one was kind of somewhere in the middle. You know, Washington had some really great quarters in this game, but 
ultimately the Blazers uh, found a way to win, found a way to get stops late, and and found a way to salvage a night when you know most of the bench really didn't do anything outside of Ed Davis from the field, and Evan Turner continues to struggle from the field as he continues his his slump that he's in, and Portland gets a really really fun win, really nice win that moves them up in the standings and uh, a really exciting game. It was a blast to watch that game. Uh, you know, the civil war was, was not very fun. Uh, last I checked, I think it was, you know, it was like 69 to yeah. 69 to 10 was the final score of the, of the civil war. So that wasn't that fun to watch really. And then, you know, you watch this blazer game and you see the fight that the blazers showed tonight and you show, and, and, and also just the excellence too. CJ McCollum with the shake and bake down the stretch Nurkic with the defense and, uh, you know, you got to take away, you got to come away from that one feeling pretty good. No matter what, you know, no matter who the opponent didn't have, anytime you win one like that, that's pretty fun. And so the Blazers sweep their back to back, which was pretty impressive. And now they wait to go back to New York to play the New York Knicks on Monday. And that should be a tough game. The Knicks have been pretty frisky this year, especially at home. Uh, it should be a tough matchup. Kristaps Porzingis, the Blazers don't really have anybody who can really guard him. I, I'm guessing Noah Vonley is going to get the first shot at the 7-3 Porzingis. So that should be a fun matchup on Monday. But the Blazers have the day off tomorrow. And and it's uh, it, it was a pretty pretty fun win for the Trailblazers tonight in, in a lot of different ways. And once again, happy birthday to Terry Stotts. Definitely enjoying this one, making that one a little bit sweeter uh, for the Blazers. So Portland wins 105, 108-105, excuse me, over the Washington Wizards to move to 12-8. and And as I said this morning on the earlier podcast, they have 12 wins already. They didn't have 12 wins through 31 games the last two seasons. And now they're they're 12 and 8 through 20 games and everyone knew everyone was saying throughout the year or throughout the the offseason, excuse me, the West is going to be too strong. They need to win games. You got to get 50 wins to win in the playoffs. You got to get this that and this and and all this kind of panic around the Blazers, you know, can they be good enough and they have done this. They're at 12 and 8 through 20 games, and that is with Alfaruk Aminu missing the amount of time that he has missed. And last year, that was a death knell for the Blazers. It almost knocked them out of the playoffs when they lost Aminu. And now they're 12 and 8. And once again, this goes back to the theme that I was talking about this morning this theme of growth, this theme of improvement, this theme of continuity with the Blazers that. And, and, and this is kind of, it reminds me a little bit of when Alan Crabb started to emerge. You see a guy like Pat Connaughton, who's been waiting in the wings and waving the towel for several years, comes in, Terry Stotts throws him in the starting lineup, and he delivers and plays well and shoots the three, and he's, and, and he's helping space the court. And now, on the offensive end, you know, even if the results weren't there early in the game, you could see the shots that the Blazers were getting. There was more spacing the Wizards' defense was scrambling a little bit more. The Wizards' defense was very active and turned the Blazers over many times in this game. But overall, the Blazers forced them to work hard. And down the stretch, I think that kind of wore at them. And and it was just a, a really, really impressive victory in a lot of ways. And 
the Blazers finding ways to win on the road. This is the type of stuff that playoff teams do. This is the type of stuff that teams that are not going to play the Warriors in the first round do. You know, you find ways to win on the road against a team that you can beat. And and a lot of times in the past few years, the Blazers, you know, they haven't done that. They've done that in spots. They haven't done it consistently. And these last two games, Brooklyn and Washington, have both been really impressive ways of winning ugly. And, and, and I don't say that in the fact that they played ugly, but it doesn't look pretty throughout the game is basically what I'm saying. And those are the games that... You know, unless you're Golden State, you know, unless you're Houston, you know, you're going to have a lot of those games if you're not one of the top two, three teams in the league. You're going to have a lot of those nights where you're, the shot's not going to go. It, it's slow to come around. You get frustrated. You're down double digits and, 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 and you get, you hit that adversity. But veteran teams, experienced teams, and teams that win 50 plus games. You know, these are the games that you need to win. And, hey, uh, you know, I know football season just kind of wrapped up, and I, I think it's a perfect time to start jumping on the Blazer Mania because this team is really fun. They play really hard. And even though Mo Harkless has been benched, they, they are still finding ways to win. I mean, th- this team is getting hit with adversity left and right this year in terms of, you know, on-court stuff with injuries with Mo Harkless being frustrated with his role, all these things, and none of these things are breaking them apart and causing them to to kind of flail. And and that is a testament to the continuity, to the togetherness of this team and the culture of this team. And uh, this was a, a really impressive win for the Blazers, I think, or these two wins really on this trip. And then they also won at Memphis. They lost at Philly. You know, you, you, you take that, a really good Philly team, a really talented Philly team, and they won so far on this road trip. They've won all the games that, if you looked on the schedule, you didn't pay attention to point spreads or anything. You look at it and you're imagining the Blazers as a playoff team, as a team that's not going to finish in the bottom at, at at the eight seed if they do make the playoffs. A team that can maybe get into that four five range or sit four five six range, which I think is where you want to be if you're Portland and you want to have a chance of getting out of the first round. You know, this was one of those wins that you need to have. And those three wins that they had on this road trip so far at Memphis, at Brooklyn, and at Washington tonight, those are the type of games that they don't, nobody remembers them uh, in March. Nobody remembers them in April when the playoffs start. Nobody remembers them. But those are the wins that matter. Those really count for the Trailblazers. And, and when you're looking at the standings and when you're jockeying for position down the stretch and all these teams are bunched up like they currently are right now in the Western Conference, these little wins, these little moments really matter. And it's really big right now. It'll probably look a lot smaller in the past. But this is how you have to win games if you're going to be a winning basketball team in the NBA. And the Blazers look like they're doing that right now. And I had my hesitations about the Blazers. I was a little bit worried. You know, they, they their wing play has been somewhat suspect so far this year. They lost Aminu. You know, they're playing Pat Connaughton out there, but they're making it work. You know, Connaughton's out there knocking down three-pointers. Uh, Harkless is still playing, even though he's, you know, not 
starting, not playing as many minutes as he was as a as a starter. And I think maybe part of it is you know he doesn't have a Minu there, and those guys really both feed off of each other. But the Blazers have played really good defense. They're a top five rebounding team. They own the glass. They use their size advantage. Vonleys come. Vonleys return has really buoyed the Blazers. He and Nurkic both work so well together. And things are looking up right now for the Blazers. They're wrapping up this road trip here on Monday against the Knicks. And uh, it is really, uh, it's been a fun start to the season for Portland, I think. You know, they, they had their troubles. Like I said, they had their moments where they had their frustrating games at home. But uh, and, and frustrating losses to, to Brooklyn at home. You know, that was really bad. But if you look at the season on the whole and you zoom out now 20 games in, at 12 and 8 with a top 3 defense and the offense kind of coming around you know you can work with that that's that's something you can work with when the the style that Portland plays kind of catches up with teams that are starting to fade a little bit and and I think that you know Lillard's shot is going to continue to improve I think I think the Blazers as a whole their offense will get better and uh to be in this spot to have one of the best net ratings in the league at this time of the season is uh, a really big boost for the Blazers. And so uh, they finish off their road trip Monday night in New York city at MSG. You know that Damon CJ and Nurk as as well, both all want to play there. You've also got hometown boy, Mo Harkless coming back to New York once again on this trip. And uh, that should be a fun one. It's always fun to watch a game at Madison square garden. So that's going to be a blast. That's four 30 on Monday. And the Blazers move to 12 and 8 after a fun, exciting victory tonight over the Washington Wizards, 108-105. CJ the hero down the stretch. And we're going to wrap it up here. It is our second pot of the day. It was a back-to-back. It was a fun night. Uh so enjoy your night. Have a great rest of your Thanksgiving weekend. I know going back to work on Monday is going to suck, but Enjoy it, bask in it, and bask in this Blazers glow right now that you can feel. So until next time, follow the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Megaphone, Google Play, Spotify, everywhere that they have podcasts, we're there. Tell your friends that you can listen to Lockdown Blazers and you can listen to this guy talk to you about the Blazers for 25 to 30 minutes. So have fun. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we will catch you next time after the Blazers face off against the New York Knicks in Madison Square Garden.